This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we talk children's music and speak with Lisa Loeb. Woo! Oh my god. Are you excited? So pumped. I am really pumped. Yeah. I was like getting excited about this show while I was getting ready at home today. Because I was of like, it, I'm going to yeah. go do this really great show today. I'm really excited. Yeah. All right. Well, how are you besides excited? Oh, um, I'm super depressed. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, I just, it's just funny because like last week I was, li- I was listening back to last week's show. Right. And which hearing, is really like, depressing. <laughs> yeah. But I was, but I was so, I was, I just felt so amazing for that brief moment in time. Right. Like I was right at the end of like the four day stretch, you know, solo parenting and just felt like I can do anything, you know, like I'm the champion mom. Right. And then like, just immediately after that, I was just crushed with the reality that, <laughs> like, it's not like when you finish a big project at work right. or you finish finals at school or, like, any other or mastering major thing other, right. that happens in your life where you, like, do it and you're really tired and then you get a break. <laughs> Like, it was just like, okay, that happened, and then now you're just moving on with everything, and everything is just as hard as it was pretty much when your husband was gone, because he's home, but he's also working really hard, and he's tired from, like, his big trip where he was working, and it's just like, okay, so it's just... Like, children just add this layer to all of these other things. Yeah. I can remember somebody telling me once, like, that... You the you have the baby and you're up all the time and you're like mm-hmm. running on to sleep and all these people because I used to do a lot of sketch comedy festivals mm-hmm. you know you'd be up for like three or four days in a row like mm-hmm. maybe sleeping two hours mm-hmm. you just like Red Bulls out of your mind right yeah. and they were like it's nothing like that yeah and I was like mm, what <laughs> I don't know. It's nothing like it's, it's not really the same like that. as yeah that kind of because it's we're talking building over months of over months yeah right which is you know? which is how he made it. no all work and no play yeah <laughs> makes mommy kill everybody <laughs> makes mommy really cranky yeah so uh, then Jesse bought me flowers which hey, was really that's nice. nice and I was like okay but then I was like okay I'm still really tired I looked at, <laughs> I looked at Stephanie the other day after a week of just like too much and I was like. You need to just go and buy me some of those chocolates that you get me on Mother's Day. I just need a box of them yeah. soon. Good job just telling just, him. You need to just yeah. do it. Did he do it? No. It's coming. He, it's coming. No, he has he not done it, done it it's coming. Stephen Lawrence. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to. All right. How are you? Well, I'm all right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm fine. But uh, I wanted to share this amazing parenting advice okay. that Stephen, why Stephen and I do so well together sometimes as parents uh-huh. uh, and as a couple is that we clearly see eye to eye on certain things. Mm-hmm. And we had friends over with their child. Uh, this boy who lives near us. This is my drinking, the drinking parent friends oh, from an early on yep. episode of One Bad Mother. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, he and Kathy and Belle go to the same preschool. They're mm-hmm. friends. They come over all the time. So they are sort of the ends of the evening. It's already getting dark. And they've got these two like foam sort of water guns, these like water cannons that you like, it doesn't matter. You probably know what I'm talking about if you've ever, water cannon. No hard parts, all foam. Anyway, so they're playing with these, mm-hmm. and they're basically having a sword fight with them. Mm-hmm. And it's they're hitting really hard mm-hmm. with it. And the first time somebody gets a little popped with it, there's this, ah, uh-huh. I got hit. And yeah. Stefan and I almost simultaneously <laughs> look at them and say, if you're going to play a hitting game, prepare to get hit. And they both look at us, and we're like, you're, you're welcome to do this. Yeah. But you have to understand you're going to get right. hit. Don't act all surprised. Not yet. Not two minutes later. <laughs> like violated. Not two minutes later. Poor Catherine Bell gets hit. <laughs> and she's like, oh. And I'm like, and Stephanie and I are like, one, are like you okay? Well, one, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Two, you're playing a hitting game. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm okay. <laughs> right? And then the third time it happens, 
she gets uh, popped again, and she kind of crawls out. And this time, the the boy is is sad. He gets upset because he knows he's hit her. Yeah. And he and we, we all know it's a hitting game, and you're gonna right. get hit. But right. like, he starts to cry because he's like, but I, she knew she was gonna get hit. And I'm like, she's not <laughs> upset. She's okay. Oh and my God. It was just like totally awesome it's chaos. So crazy. But anyway. That's the Lawrence parenting style. That sounds amazing. It was. It was pretty amazing. Okay. I'm going to segue with this real quick. Okay. I'm going to segue that great parenting advice Mm -hmm. like this Mm -hmm. is available to you (laughs) thanks to Max Fun. Maximum Fun. Yeah. Allowing one- Our family network. Our family network of shows for allowing one bad mother to have and do the show. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, now is the time for us to share with you the fact (laughs) that this is a Maximum Fun show. And right now, this week and next, we are in the Max Fun Drive. The Max Fun Drive. And you know what? You know what's fun? What? It's It's just fun. So fun. It's fun, one, because you get to hear Teresa and I talk about it. And we're delights, (laughs) right? We are delights. And two, by supporting mm-hmm. Maximum Fun, you are supporting One by Mother and all of the Max Fun shows, mm-hmm. and you're going to get cool stuff. You're so getting cool stuff. You're getting cool stuff. And we're doing extra, we're working extra special hard these two, these next two weeks to- Lisa Loeb. Have, yeah, to have great shows that you guys want to hear. <laughs> we busted out a celebrity. A celebrity. For the Max for Fun you. Drive <laughs> One Bad Mother show. So for for those of you who have... Who are um, new. Yeah, who are new to Maximum Fun, this is something we do once a year. Uh, you won't hear us coming back to you every couple of months doing this. It's right. a once a year thing. We try to make it really eventful, really exciting, really festive, and really fun. And <laughs> that's why we have great background music like that. Um, and basically what it is is just a time where we... Come out and say to you guys, you know, we give these shows away for free. We work really hard on them. We think they're good and worth supporting. And now is the best time out of the whole year for you to support what we do by becoming a member of Maximum Fun. And what that means is you go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. And you select a monthly membership level that is right for you. We have membership levels all the way from $200 a month. Woohoo! Who loves one bad mother? <laughs> Show us with money! I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, all the way to $5 a month. Tell me that you can't afford $5 a month to support what we do here at One Bad Mother. You're going to get 20 emails. I know. I, I cannot. I cannot afford it. I know. <laughs> All right. Anyways, if you if you can if you can support what we do, there is a membership level that is right for you, mm-hmm. um, and we've got tons of great thank you gifts at all the levels. Um, at, at at as low as five dollars a month, um, you're gonna get our bonus episodes. You're gonna get bonus episodes of all the Max Fun shows, but especially the well, One Bad Mother bonus show, the one that we made just for you guys, where we we talked about cars. We talked about cars. we talked about cars and. We had one of our favorite guests back on the show, yep. uh, Janelle Hanchett of Renegade Mothering, uh, who helped uh, who talked with us about uh, dyslexia and her son and some of the choices that they're having to make uh, as they deal with this. And it was just a really great show. Yeah, it was fun. It was a really We've fun show. We've already gotten some really nice feedback about yeah, that Yeah, exactly. People saying it was their new favorite episode That's and right. things like that. So this is the time to do it. This is a great time to do it. So we're going to encourage you to do it right now. And you can, by donating, you support all the Max Fun shows. And mm-hmm. and when you donate, you get to click on, you know, this year, what your favorite show is. And you could just click on One Bad Mother for total ego bragging rights so- that, my, that I get to have and tell my mother about. <laughs> yeah, and so and basically, just so you so you understand how it works, right? You don't you when you donate, you don't, you don't have, have to. to support all the Max Fun shows. You can say which shows you listen to, right. And which show is your favorite show, and that's how the good people at Maximum Fun, like myself, figure <laughs> out how to allocate those donation funds. So if you only listen to One Bad Mother, you can just donate to One Bad Mother. If you listen to all of our shows, you can tell us that you listen to all of our shows. That's and right. Your donation will be spread out that way. To be honest. 
the I don't really care about where the money goes. I mean, I just want the money. I just want to know that One Bad Mother is your favorite show because I have an ego problem. And I think I tweeted earlier that I don't have children who are in competitive sports yet. Mm-hmm. And so, so this, this is, is my competitive sport. Okay. This is it. Great. This is it. So we need I got to nothing win. else. Guys, we need to win the pledge drive. <laughs> Biz really needs this. I need this win, guys. <laughs> Go to MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa? Yeah? Kids music. Oh. It's the best. Yeah. Right? It's really, excuse me, I need to go throw up. (laughs) Kids music. (laughs) I love you. You love me. Oh, that's the one you're going to pick to start? Now that's going to be in my head. I know. You're all ruined. You're ruined. Uh, All right. Kids music. I'm just going to start us off by saying I think what everybody has said to themselves before they have a baby. Mm -hmm. I'm never playing shitty kids music for my kid. Every single person has said that. I'm going to play not only good music, but in particular what I like. Yeah. This child will be raised my on bluegrass, like and my they're going to like cool. Metallica. They're yeah. going to, why do I need to do, you know, yeah. kids bops mm-hmm. of Green Day, which there are kids bop versions of Green Day, Yep. Uh, as opposed to Green Day. Yeah. What's wrong with Green What's Day? What's wrong with Green Day? Yeah. Right. And then uh, how long was it for you? Because for me, I mean, yeah. it was under a year. It yeah. was still babyhood days oh, when, was, I, when I broke down. Probably like three months in. <laughs> like three months in. But now, I, 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 but I want to say that there are like, there are two types of kids' music when I think right. of kids' music. Right. Okay. Okay. I think of horrible, annoying, I love you. I know people <laughs> listen to this. I know. Look, I'm not judging you. I'm judging the music. <laughs> if you play this for your kid, whatever gets your kid yeah. happy and relaxed, yeah. more power to you. I want to take, and it's not just the Barney song, all right? It's But I mean, like anything that's like, dink, 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 right. dink, 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 yeah. tinka, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. There's that. Or like a kid's, like a or bunch the, of kids singing the ABCs. Right, or a bunch like, of kids singing Green Day. Yeah. Right? Or you've got like... Uh, like sort of the Elizabeth Mitchell sound, like yeah. uh, singing, or or Lisa Loeb, who yep. we're going to talk to you about. Laura uh, Veers. right? You, yeah. You've got people who make music professionally, yeah, that are now singing some popular kids songs. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're listening to the Crawdad song, but it's not being sung by a five year old. It's being sung by a professional singer who is actually cool and you can tolerate. Mm-hmm. So basically, there's two types. Music I can't tolerate, and music I can tolerate. <laughs> so this is what happened to me. So we were I, I just trying to play normal music in the house all the time. Mm-hmm. It was probably when Katie Bell was like sitting up and like was crawling, like rolling around the floor. Mm-hmm. We were just spending hours on the floor in the house, mm-hmm. and she just seemed to be getting no joy. Out of my Tom Petty albums. Oh, really? <laughs> I know. Shocking. Really, really weird. It's good to be king, Catherine Bell. What's your problem? <laughs> uh, and so then I just went over to Pandora. Mm-hmm. And I was because Stefan wasn't home. Mm-hmm. No one was going to know my horrible secret. Mm-hmm. And I, I selected a kid's like Pandora. So I mm-hmm. first went to like folk music. I went to kids' folk music. Okay. I didn't like what, go to Disney. How or... did this happen? What what went through your mind? I, I want to know no exactly. To <laughs> Not that I listen to Frozen 24 hours a day. <laughs> no, I want to know. I think we need to figure out I what to know if she happens likes- in our brains okay. that makes us. Because, as you said, before you had the baby, you're adamant. You're like, adamant. why would I do that? You're just thinking to yourself, why in the world would I play that crap? Just like when I'm- I could just play good stuff that I like <laughs> right. and teach my kids to love the good stuff. And what? my life's never going to change. Yeah. The two big right. lies you tell yourself. <laughs> so what what happens All right. that makes you... Not only soften uh-huh. on that position, yeah. but actually go the other way and say, I'm going to go out of my way to, find, to find some children's music and turn that on. All right. So, okay. 
So in terms of the, I just want to have a quick shout out to the ding, 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 ding music that makes me crazy. Catherine Bell was just like not going to sleep, was having a rough patch of going to sleep. And we uh-huh. had one of those like Fisher Price stick on the side of the bed and it plays horrible. Ding, 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 ding music mm-hmm. like out the side. And Stephen was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't yeah. do it. This is bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. And like, I was like two in the morning. I was yeah. like, somebody somewhere decided that this worked for kids yeah. and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I put it on. Dink, 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 fast asleep. Are you serious? Well, she got like mesmerized, but she yeah. stopped screaming. She yeah. stopped screaming. She thought it was interesting. Right. I was like, she fell asleep. okay. Okay. I'm sure somebody played this for monkeys at some point in time and yeah. it worked and now it's okay for our kids. So great. Yeah. Now, when it comes <laughs> to just like general music in the house, my thought really was, my kid doesn't seem to be having that much fun <laughs> yeah. to this music. And I wonder if I could find something Get, people have been playing kids. There's a whole market of kids' music. Uh-huh. There's got to be something to it, right? Like, yeah. it can't just be. So you wanted, my, I you wanted, wanted to, to see her engaging with the music, right? You were expecting some sort of engagement response Dancing, to the music you were right. putting on, and that wasn't happening. And you're right. like, "This is weird. It's this, almost like there's no music yeah, on." Right? Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Yep. So yep. I go I'm and familiar. I, I try like. You know, kids folk music Pandora station. Mm-hmm. I try like a, you know a song that I like, mm-hmm. and then like every every third song was totally tolerable, and the rest were like, "We make a pizza, put a kangaroo <laughs> on a pizza." I was like, "Kangaroo on a fucking pizza? I'm gonna shoot myself." <laughs> but here's what happened. Here's what happened during okay. this process. All right, on comes a song that I so vividly remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, from my childhood. Okay. And it's by a uh, folk singer named Sam Hinton. Mm-hmm. This this was a singer that I used to listen to that my mother played for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also listened to in school some. And it was, <laughs> there was, it was like an, a sort of irreverent, like, folk songs. Mm-hmm. Like, there is uh, one of my favorite songs. Uh, I was going to sing a tiny little bit for you, but it's like, you know... Whoever shall have some good peanuts and giveth his neighbor none, then he can't have any of my good peanuts when his good peanuts are gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, want to be joyful, joyful. It's like, you know, want to be great when somebody gets their comeuppance. Heaven mm-hmm. forbid I liked the song as a child. Uh-huh. It might have shaped my entire life. Mm-hmm. But again, it came on and I I, I, just, I froze. Like I yeah. just froze in the house. Mm-hmm. And like I went and immediately found the album and like bought the album. I, I, it like washed over it you. It washed yeah. over me, yeah. and I, I started playing it, and yeah. my kid liked it because mm-hmm. they were, you know, quote unquote, kid songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going about this the wrong way. To ease myself into kids' music, I need to be finding kids' music that I really like, mm-hmm. and then go from there. And then when Catherine Bell was three, we got her her own CD player, and so we started buying her some CDs, and that's when things like Disney's silly songs came about, which are the like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a pizza. <laughs> yeah. Which she loves. Yeah. And we've just had to like suck it up and let it go. Well, that's interesting because, I mean, it's kind of like you, even if you don't enjoy it, you're watching your child love something. And there's something really like kind of contagious yeah. about seeing your child like, get passionate about something it's like really exciting so even if you hate it like you kind of are just like but it's so great that they're appreciating this thing and connecting with this thing we've got to remember like the mantra needs to be it's not for us it's Mm -hmm. for her Mm -hmm. this isn't this you know this cd is not made for me Mm -hmm. it is made for Catherine bell it is hers Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if we like it or not you know you don't have to listen to it all the time she wants to listen to it all the time fine yeah I don't know. What happened to you guys? Well, I... He loves the Beatles. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Simon loves Green Day, just (laughs) as it is. I don't know what your problem is, Biz. (laughs) Um, Well, we listen to a lot of rap music in our house, and that hasn't really changed. But um, for me... For me, like, I'm, I'm very, like, I don't know how to describe it. I'm very sensitive to the mood of music. Mm. And a lot of times I can't even handle having something on because it's too much for me because it like I get like kind of sucked into whatever the mood of the music is and like 
Um, so I haven't been listening to like ever since I had my kids. I like I have not been listening to the same stuff that I used to listen to. Like a, a, oh. a lot of it, I just I was just like. Not it wasn't the right mental space to be in or the right mood to be in. It's interesting. Um, yeah, it's weird. No, that's um, but I mean, I kind of miss it. But then also, like, it just doesn't feel right. Right. You know, like I'm just kind of taking a break from it. But um, but the other thing that happened was um, I figured out that my my <laughs> kids and I like reggae music. <laughs> And as long as it's not like the homophobic, right. like uh, scary uh, lyrics, <laughs> scary offensive lyrics, reggae music, right. as long as it's the like peace and love everyone right. kind of reggae music. Um, uh, I hadn't even thought about Bob Marley putting yeah, out the Bob Marley. I mean, it's a little like it could be a little bit if you're listening to like the same right. like three love, little birds you know right. over and i mean you just have to you have to like um you know you have to branch out you have right, to like right, find sure. other it's not you know, the one album i listened to high in college yeah it's not two. legends or whatever <laughs> right. um but yeah as long as i mean there's a lot there's a lot of it out there yeah. and like it's something that actually my dad listened to when i was a little kid uh, and so i think it's just sort of in me in a good way like right. but i but i was never like a huge fan of it but it's sort of like it was it must have been somehow formative for me right it it really like it puts me in like a very calm place oh, that's when nice. i'm when i'm like home with my kids and they like it too and we can dance to it if we want to or just have it on if we right. want to have it on and that has been great for us i think like jesse's starting to kind of lose it right honestly but like he's if he's not there then we can well i will say that we you made a good point about like we always have you know, like you said, we yeah. listen to rap music in the yeah. house. You know, like, that hasn't changed. Yeah. And and that I, that's something that we we also have not surrendered solely. This is yeah. important. But no, but this is right. important to say. I yeah. think in general, you don't have to surrender totally to the kids' music. Right. Like when we're on like long trips, and Catherine Bell was sort of old enough to really want a specific album. Mm-hmm. She, we would say you can listen to a song, and then we listen to a song. Mm-hmm. You know, or uh, we listen to music at dinner. We listen to a lot of music in the house. The house mm-hmm. always has music on in the house. And at dinner, she'll want to hear the Cinderella, I mean, the Sleeping Beauty, like, storybook. And I don't mm-hmm. mind listening to that because it's great and it keeps her quiet during dinner. So mm-hmm. Steph and I can kind of talk. But after, the, like, the sixth night, it was like, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. But so we're like, all right, today we're going to listen to, you know, soundtracks mm-hmm. or to this is a really good song. And we get up and we dance and we mm-hmm. make it interactive with her. But I think it's trying to find that balance of you're going to you have to respect that mama and papa want to listen to certain because I think there's music rules that are set up like mm-hmm. sharing yeah but with music yeah that I think are important because eventually they will influence you know eventually oh, my yeah. children will realize they've been listening to bluegrass their whole life oh I I remember throwing fits in my house because my parents didn't want to listen to whatever it was right. I wanted to listen to because I listened to it like 50,000 times over and over again right they were like no we're just done hearing the soundtrack to rent yeah <laughs> 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 my poor parents. Oh, that's good. I liked Barry Manilow. No one in my family liked Barry Manilow. I don't know where really that came funny. from. I'm a fan of Anyway. Um, <laughs> well, you know who's going to help us figure out kids' music? Yeah. And who? who actually has enjoyable music? Who? Lisa Loeb. Oh, yeah. I know, right? Yeah. So stick around because we're going to talk a little bit more about the awesome thank you gifts for joining the Maxwell Pledge Drive. Then we're going to genius and fail it up. And then we're going to speak with the amazing Lisa Loeb. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everybody wake up. Wake up. Everybody wake up. Wake up. Open your eyes. Jump out of bed. Open your eyes. Jump out of bed if you're on the bottom. It's the Max Fun Drive, Biz. I love it. You say it's the uh, Lisa's not going to take our call. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Max Fun Drive. Yep. And you know what's really what we get to talk about right now? All the things you get for becoming a Max Fun member. Yep. <laughs> yep. So during the Max Fun Drive, it's the last two weeks of March. If during this two week period you go to maximumfund.org slash donate and become a Max Fund member or upgrade Woo-hoo! your membership to a higher monthly membership level, we will send you some awesome thank you gifts. If you donate $5 a month, mm-hmm. you automatically get the bonus episodes for all yep. the Max Fund shows. Yep. 
Especially the uber awesome one bed mother. Mm-hmm. And you also show. you get access to the con- bonus content hub. So that means yeah. all the bonus episodes for this year as well as last year. So yeah. if you become if you're a new member this year, not only do you get our new bonus episode for this year, but you also get to listen to, to our, our really last amazing year. bonus first, episode from last year, which it, was our first recording. It was our ever, first recording ever. Which is so really I think special. we came across as possibly we should call that episode the judgiest yeah. of episodes. I think if, so. if you want to yeah. hear us just failing yeah. his first time or, or maybe that was the show that taught us oh, how, how we didn't want to be. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay. Good call. Also, mm-hmm. if you want to do $10 a month, mm-hmm. you, you get possibly one of the most awesome things I've ever seen, mm-hmm. which is the 18-month Mini Max Fun Calendar which is featuring art by Megan Lincott, and it is all the Max Fun hosts as cats. It's really unreal, you guys. We're cats. We're cats. So there's... I didn't even know this was happening. Yeah. And then I saw myself as a cat, and Catherine Bell's a cat. Yeah. And it's like, and it's a reference to the Ladybug episode where Catherine Bell's like, dee, 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 dee. I just yeah. want to go like bananas. And now this <laughs> commem- commem- commemorated as cats. Yeah. And it's, it's so what's awesome. crazy is that it actually looks like you yeah, in a weird, weird way. Yeah. But it's like kind of beautiful and too. It, like, what's really weird is I have a calico. It looks oh, like this. Really? It's as if I was my cat. Me. Yeah. It's really weird. It's so awesome. And then there's me and I'm with uh, Simon and Oscar yep. and my little kittens. Yes. And all of the hosts of all the Max Fun shows. So whether you listen to all the Max Fun shows or not, I think you're going to enjoy this calendar. <laughs> the amazing. art is actually so beautiful. Yeah. And it's just hilarious. Yes. And if you do the $10 a month, you also get all the bonus All the bonus content, content as well. Which is great. Yep. 20 bucks a month. Yeah. 20 bucks a month is our Diamond Friendship Circle. If you donate at $20 per month or more, you get the Max Fun Morning Essentials Kit, which is brought to you by Tonks Coffee and Stack Soap. So, Biz... This is just, I mean. This is the, uh, the ultimate mom need. This is like the this gift is for, mom. gift for moms. I mean, it's unreal how much it's for Do moms. Do you have a friend who is a mom? You go donate this yeah. and give this to your sure. mom friend. Give it to your mom friend. As a gift. Sure. What a nice, like, sure. what a nice you, way to do that. Yeah. That's one way to do it. Or get it for yourself because you deserve it. It is coffee. It is a coffee mug and it is soap. And the coffee mug is beautiful. It's cobalt blue. It's got the Max Fun rocket mm-hmm. on the side. It's a really nice mug. I myself have tested the mug. Yes. And the coffee is from our friends at Tonks. Tonks, they're our our friends, and I am completely 100% a subscriber of Tonks in my personal life. I get their coffee sent to my door twice a month. (laughs) It's it's a great day. Simon knows it's a special day when he sees the package out there. He says, coffee! Um, Jesse is always excited when he's the person to get to my front door first because he feels like he gets to be the bearer of good news and deliver my coffee to me. Um, the coffee is really extraordinary, though. It really is the best coffee I've ever had. Um, it's absolutely delicious. And the soap... The soap will... The soap, like, here's the thing about... The, here's the two things about the soap. Okay. Let's face it. As moms, maybe we see soap like once a week. Mm-hmm. All right? So we need that soap to be really good. Yeah. And... This soap actually is its own genius soap. It is. It's stacks. They call it stacks because, like, you get the soap, and before you get down to the gross sliver, mm-hmm. eh, awful, I'm not even going to describe what our slivers look like, you just stack it back into the bigger bar of soap. Yes. And you're stacked. And you're never wasting soap. And, just and you're your ever head. using, like, a dumb piece that it doesn't It looks like you work. always have an unused bar of soap in it your does. house. Yeah. It's really, really awesome. That's so right. the it's Morning great. Essentials kit is great. You can get that if you donate at the $20 per month mm-hmm. level um, as a new member or as an upgrading member. You so upgrade if you it. were already donating at 5 or $10 a month and you want to kick it up to 20 you too can enjoy the MaxFun Morning Essentials kit. And then what moms really need, rocket engraved highball glasses yeah. if you were to join us at the $35 a month level. They're actually really beautiful. They're really they're yeah, really they're classy <laughs> highball glasses. Yes. Um, with permanently engraved with the Max Fun uh, rocket logo, and they're very nice. It's nice to unwind at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. 
Definitely, with booze in it or not. There are also two higher levels mm-hmm. that you can donate at. If you donate at $100 per month, you join the Inner Circle, which is our sort of monthly culture club. Where This is pretty cool. Basically, we ask uh, different hosts uh, of the Max Fun shows every month, uh, different hosts select something, a book that just came out or the an album that they're really enjoying right then or a movie and we send you a copy of it and tell you why we love it. And then if you want to go bananas, Mm -hmm. bananas, because you just got money laying around. Yeah. Yeah. We know some of you just have money laying around. There are some. She's a rich mom and she's gone to buy. It's the song episode. Um, Why doesn't my kid like hauling oats? Anyway, it's the $200 a month and this gets you on the a boat party. The this gets you party. on the boat party. The Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival. We're in year two. That's happening in July. You're just in. You're just in. You're just in. You get on the boat. You're on the boat. All the gifts are at MaximumFun.org. Go to MaximumFun.org slash donate to become a member of Maximum Fun or upgrade your current Max Fund donation. We so appreciate your support. We appreciate it. And we're going to thank you right now. With some genius and fails. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Teresa. Yes. Give me some genius. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. I'm just going to say magnetiles are fucking genius. I'm just going to say... I agree. Right? Magneti- I'm not trying to do a, to no. do an advertisement for magnetiles, but I'm sorry. We got these. Uh, my parents got them for Simon for Christmas, and he has played with them every single day for, like, for, for at least, you know, 20, 30 minutes every single day since he got this gift. Yeah. And he can build these, like, crazy towers and shit. It's awesome. Yeah. Magnetiles. It's awesome. Genius. Thanks. My genius was basically I have been mentally working really hard to try and break some bad routines I've been setting for me and Ellis just of like staying on the couch all day Mm -hmm. Um, and trudge whatever I can reach I'm doing (laughs) but like this weekend in particular like I just did stuff with both the kids I had them outside I was like we're dragging the swing outside and we're Mm -hmm. gonna do this gardening stuff that we need to do and I'm not gonna be scared of like being fragile with my baby. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, we're going to just go out and break these routines. We're going to do it. Things have to get wow. done. I need them done. No one's going to help me. That's me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, on the stuff. Huge. And, like, yeah. I need Catherine Bell to feel like she's participating and, like, the whole nine yards. And so I just, I just realized I was breaking some bad habits and, like, starting some yeah. better habits. And I just felt like that was... That's huge. That no one was going to pat me on the back for that. So I was going to do it for myself yep. here on the show. Do it. You Boom. Genius. Genius. So my son, who is four and a half, has become obsessed with reading this one particular book at bedtime. And it is not a book that I hate, but it's getting old to read the same thing over and over and over and over and over. So um, last night we were reading an evening and I told him to get his pajamas on and grab a book that he wants to read. And he comes out with this book and... So instead of reading the story all the way through, um, we pretended to be the two main characters in the book and just went through the pages and talked to each other as though we were, in this book, the organ grinder and the monkey. And by the end of the book, it even changed the ending so that instead of the monkey just smashing the organ grinder on the toe, as is the actual ending of the book, and the monkey running away... um, the the organ grinder apologizes to the monkey for kidnapping him in the first place, and they end up having a sleepover and eating popcorn. It was really fun. Um, and it was fun to see this kind of creative side of my kid and that he was able to play along with this game and still have the story that he wanted to have, but I didn't have to read the same words over and over again. So I felt like a genius and bonus. I don't hate reading that book anymore. Thanks. 
good, good job. job. <laughs> Such a good yeah, job. That's awesome. That was a really good job. I don't always do such a good job. Me neither. Hmm. Fail, 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 fail! You suck. What'd you do? That was awful. Uh, This is a classic, like, causing more harm than you're preventing (laughs) story. But basically, like, we had, we'd gotten some light bulbs, like a package of light bulbs that were in that kind of packaging that's, like, for theft prevention. That's, like, that big, thick plastic where you have to cut it with scissors and it gets really sharp. Uh, I hate getting into things. And then somebody, (laughs) another adult in the house that wasn't me... (laughs) left the package on the top of the dishwasher where it was totally reachable uh-huh. uh, by Simon. He he was reaching for it, reaching for it, reaching for it, and I kept. I was like across the room, and I was like, no, 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 that's not for you, it's not for you, it's not for you, please don't pick that up, please leave it alone, you know, all those things that were completely, like, futile. And so he grabs it, and I'm so, like, annoyed and, like, pissed off at whatever was going on at, the, at that moment that I, like, stormed over and just, like, grabbed it out of his hand and totally just cut his thumb oh, with the Jesus. sharp plastic by grabbing it like the way I grabbed it from him just like caused uh, it. it was a very small cut it didn't like bleed but it did it did like open his skin right, a, a paper little bit cut, like a yeah, bad like paper, a paper cut, cut. Right. Um, and I felt like a real asshole, asshole. <laughs> I can beat your asshole okay. I can beat your asshole this week alright All right, so one of these fun things that I'm going to do with all my children this week is just Catherine Bell and I have been talking about we're going to plant these corn seeds, and we're going to plant these sunflower seeds mm-hmm. in pots, right? And we're going to do it. Drag all the dirt out. She has no interest in, like, pulling the dirt out of the bag and putting it into the pot. Mm-hmm. She has no interest in, like, breaking up the dirt in the thing. I just want to dig. And I'm like, she'll like, come over and kind of start helping and then, like, walk away. Mm-hmm. I was like, Catherine Bell, you either want to do this or you don't want to do this. Like, what? <laughs> and she's like, I just want to dig. And I'm like, so come here and dig in yeah. this dirt. Yeah. Right? And it's going on and on and on. And finally yeah. she, like, sits down and she kind of starts to, I don't want to do this. And I was like, fine, if you don't want to do this. <laughs> she starts to go into the house and she looks a little sad. And I was like, I stopped. I pulled myself back and I said, Catherine Bell, what's the matter? She says, in, like, the saddest voice ever, I thought this was going to be more fun. <laughs> and then I felt like a total drag and I just stopped and I was like, Catherine Bell, come over. Uh-huh. And we sat down and I was uh-huh. like, you're right. It's supposed to be more fun. And we talked about it and like blah, blah, blah. But I just was like, I, oh, I just felt like such a jerk. I felt like such a jerk. <laughs> and also the way I had positioned Ellis and his swing near us, mm-hmm. I wasn't aware until much later was in the direct wind uh, breeze of the dirt. So like oh. when I went to pick him up, he was just like dirty. speckles of dirt. <laughs> Why are you crying over there, Ellis? <clears throat> the first thing you have to understand is I have a five-month-old who is exclusively on breast milk, which is fantastic, <laughs> except that God love her. She never quite got the hang of breastfeeding like a normal baby. And so I pump. I pump five times a day on a schedule, which means I work full time. So I have to pump for 20 minutes twice a day at work. And today I brought all of my pumping stuff except bottles to pump into, which means... I haven't pumped since 5.30 this morning. It has been 12 hours. (gasps) My boobs hurt so much. That is a fail. That sucks. That that really really sucks sucks. to forget the bottle. That That happened to you? That happened to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like 45 minutes away. The nice thing was I was in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. So like when I realized it, like I was able to like run to a drugstore and like grab grab a bottle or whatever to to put on. But like there's just, that is a fail to get there, get all set up and not have it. That sucks. That sucks. Sorry, mom. Before I leave, there's some things I'm gonna need. Got my 
Teresa, yes. Let's call a mom. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm so excited. This week, we are calling Lisa Loeb, who not only is responsible for being a major part of the soundtrack of my 20s, also has several albums and sing-along books of actually enjoyable kids' music. What? What? Woo! <laughs> Hello, Lisa. Hey, how are you doing? We're doing good. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Well, you're welcome. Not only were you the soundtrack of my 20s, you are currently the soundtrack of oh, yeah. my 40s and my children. Isn't that crazy? That is really... So much time has passed. Full circle. It is, though. I cannot do any of the same activities with my children <laughs> with their, this current soundtrack. What activities are you talking I about? And when I was in my... Nothing. Let's move on. Um uh, <laughs> Lisa, one of the first questions we ask all of our guests when they come on our show is, uh, who lives in your house? I live in my house. <laughs> my two children live in my house. Um, my four-year-old daughter and my one-and-a-half-year-old son. Mm. And um, my husband lives in my house, of course. And my two cats live in my house. <laughs> Are you living and in And then house? there are a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, there's lots of other people who live in the exact same house. Um, only I do tend to have a handful of people coming and going just because I, I work a lot. And um, so often things are based out of my house. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, different people coming and going. But actually, I'm calling you from an office. I finally got an office the other day um, because I'm going to try that yeah. to see if I can actually get, a, even if I just am here like a couple of hours, a couple of times a week. See if I can get more focused work done. Isn't it a few amazing? hours, a few days a week? It's amazing, sort of like once you once children are involved, like how even just two hours. Like I'm constantly telling myself, yeah. if I could just have two hours somewhere, yeah. and think about everything you could get done. I could get so much done hours. in just two yeah. focused. Oh. It's embarrassing, actually, because, yeah. you know, before that, it was, I, I remember the other day, well, not the other day, that's the other thing, time warp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other day, meaning like five months ago, <laughs> I was walking in the mall with my husband on a date. It was a date because I needed to find clothes for a, like a, a tour or something I was doing, like a press tour and a playing music tour and going on TV tour, and I had nothing to wear. Or I didn't have enough to wear for that tour. Right. Mm-hmm. And so as our date, my husband went with me to the shopping mall to do a very quick, I shop like a stylist. Like I literally will go into Macy's. I didn't even go to like the coolest store in the world. I went to like Macy's or Bloomingdale. <laughs> and just, I completely scour the entire floor, including juniors, take everything that might fit or that might look decent or might be interesting or could be turned into something interesting, shove it in the largest room they have, and then try everything on as quickly as possible. <laughs> and then, so my husband helped me with that gathering, hunting and gathering um, experience. Um, and that was our marvelous date. But take it where you but can. While yeah. Just get, I'm just impressed you got to a mall at this point in yeah. time. Oh, I know. Well, I'm, the same clothes I'm wearing literally this moment are the same from the same shopping trip from a little over a year ago. I'm like, it's fine. Nobody cares. I'm like, this is how mom pants were created. Yeah, this is how mom jeans were created because they don't unnoticed that time is passing. Right. And yeah. all of a sudden they're wearing something that was from like eight years ago. This yes. is, we just we had just we just had a discussion about, this, yeah. about mom clothes. And my standing theory is yeah. that whatever you were wearing and what was in style before you had your child is your permanent, that's your time that's capsule all for you the got. rest of your life. Yeah. That's it. That's what you got. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. Well, so we're today, Teresa and I on the show are talking about kids' music in general. And and we mm. were trying to figure out, we both were talking about how before our children, we made the vow that every person has ever made before they have kids, which is, I'm just going to listen, my kids going to listen to regular music. They're going to listen to not not kids' music. They're going to listen to what I like. They're going to listen to what I like. They're going to be cool. That's right. And then, you know. Only the Beatles. Right, yeah, exactly. And then at some point in time, your spirit breaks, and you're searching (laughs) for something that you and your child can find. And I was like, well, all right, let's talk to Lisa about you've got two kids' albums out, and you also have two sing-along books. And you have an album that you did with Elizabeth Mitchell, which I guess was one of the first sort of your – that's my first kids thing I did, yeah. Thing. And I, I really love that album. And I also, uh, you and Elizabeth Mitchell were probably one of the, that was probably my first CD that I was like, I can actually tolerate this. <laughs> and right. it's good. And I'm actually singing it. And like, I can listen to this 30 times in the car, you know, trying and to get my to child get, like, And do. my child likes it. Yeah. And so the yeah. question sort of is, so the first, well, the first sort of two questions are, what made you decide to start looking at kids' music and... Is there is there a trick 
is are there like rules to kids music that are different than say regular music, which is why kids like it more than say a, oh, like an gosh. adult album. I'm trying to figure out as a musician myself who makes um, you know kids music now also. I'm trying to figure that out with children. I'm trying to figure that out. Before I, before I had children, I made my first kids record, the one I made with Liz Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And we were freshman roommates in college, and we had a band uh. together for like six years. And, um, and then Liz went on to have a band with her husband called Ida. Not her husband's not called Ida. The band's called right. Ida. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like an, an, an indie sort of rock-ish band. And then she started making kids records, which are really beautiful. And they sound like real people playing real music. Um, and so when I had an opportunity, um, actually it was funny, Barnes and Noble came to me and they said, Hey, do you, this was at the beginning of the end of the music late record labels. Um, I mean, record labels still still exist, but they're just different. It's very different than it used to be. But this was, um, they, they came to me and they were, they were interested in me and doing a record with me that they would exclusively put out in their stores, or at least the beginning of the record be exclusive in their stores. And they, they were trying to figure out what kind of record I could do that would, would be different from my regular records. And I actually had a, a relationship with kids music from when I was a kid. I, I wasn't against like my, and it's funny, my husband's the same way. Like we're, I'm not against kids music because to me, kids music was free to be you and me. Marlo Thomas's great record, which is more like, um, like a variety show, like the Muppet show, but yeah. on mm-hmm. a record, you know, when, when there was a lot of entertainment that was child, that had that had a childlike humor and wonder and imagination, but had a, a sense of humor that also that could apply to grown-ups. And you know, it was clever and funny and interesting, and the characters were really cool. And and so I had a relationship with that kind of thing from the '70s, and also like Carol King's record, um, really rosy, which right. was really the template for what I wanted to do. Something that was like when I was a kid and I listened to that. I listened to that side by side with the Bee Gees and Elton John and lots of songs from the seventies that were on my clock radio. To me, it, it just sounded like it was grown up music, but it was actually Maurice Sendak's books and, and words put to music played by real musicians produced like normal music. It wasn't like a toy. Even, even when I was a kid, I don't know if you guys had these dolls called Dawn. They were kind of like Barbie, but they were little and they right. came with a plastic record you could listen to. And that record, it was for kids and it could be played on your kid's record player, but actually it was a, it was a grown up groovy girl band and they recorded music and it was sold with the dolls and so there was this thing for me about I like catchy stuff but and I also just like really good music and as a kid I felt so special when I got to listen to stuff that was I I guess I kind of knew it was meant for kids but it had a very grown up mentality I felt really cool the melodies were cool and the musicianship was um, grown up so I, I I thought you know I'd always like to do something like that and although I didn't have kids at the time. I wanted to do that. And I realized Elizabeth Mitchell, she had made records like that already. And we hadn't made a project together in years and years. And so I, I asked her if she would make a record like that with me because I knew she knew how to do it. And so she produced the record and we made Catch the Moon, which I, the thing I remember most about when we produced, when we, not when we produced, when we made the record, the thing I remember most was that she said she liked to make records as if her child was sleeping in the next room. So there is this kind of quiet, and also just the way she and her husband and other people we worked with do the production, it's like people playing in a room, which is how you make music sound real, as opposed to a lot of this music that we don't like that sounds like toys or like they didn't focus on getting the vocals right or they didn't know how to use the drum machine, which they shouldn't have been using in the first place anyway. (laughs) You know, like this was real music, but it just happened to be for kids. Um and so I went from there, just continuing to make music. The next record I made was a summer camp songs record, which I do want to talk music. specifically about with you. Yes, yeah. and yeah. like kids' music, again, like I mean, to go back to your original question, there are. I mean, for me, there are rules about making any project. Like it should just be as good as possible. Mm-hmm. It's not just because it's for kids, or maybe you know we've all gone through creative situations where there's budget or no budget. You have to make it really good, you know. So I just try to work with musicians. Like when I made my other records following the one I did with Liz, I play with the same musicians I play with um, on my grown-up records. Or if I haven't played with those musicians yet on my grown-up records, I often end up using those musicians if my my regular band isn't available or it's not convenient. I play with those real musicians who've just played on the kids' music. You know, we we might add some kids singing. And the music writing is a little bit different when it's original because there are definitely certain themes. Right. that we might focus on that I might not focus on 
as much with grown-ups, although maybe I should, like friendship or <laughs> what to do when it rains. And then there's also certain types of songs that I wanted, want to write, like my friends Michelle Lewis and Dan Petty and I, who made my sing-along records and my summer camp record together. We really wanted to make a song that was like um, on top of spaghetti about an inanimate food object that has <laughs> a lot of um, adventures and, and tells a tells a tale at the you know it has a moral at the end of the story. So we wrote a song called "The Disappointing Pancake." Mm-hmm. So you know I'm influenced by kids' music, but still when it comes to it, we, we want the humor to be something that grown-ups can enjoy. We want the production to be something that it's just real and it sounds really good, um, and and in some cases could be mistaken for grown-up music. Well, it's it's really fun, and it's actually so fun. Just so uh, our our listeners know, the, today's show, all the interstitial bumpers. We, I'm actually pulling from uh, one of my favorite uh, Lisa Loeb albums, which is her Camp album, which I'm going to ask you about right now. I I really enjoyed the Camp album. Uh, I my my husband refers to me as the Queen of Camp. That like was that my time? Like I the Camp for me was basically like my high school quarterback big game like you know like it was it was uh yeah i spent probably 18 years of my life in some form of summer camp and so you totally know y- yes and i what i was reading uh yeah got the album loved the album what i in particular i love the album because the very first song on it is are you ready for the summer and my question is meatballs is also one of my all-time favorite movies <laughs> which is a right. summer camp movie and that is the song for Meatballs. Are you ready for the summer? Did that song exist before Meatballs, or was this a strange? I know shout that was written Meatballs. That was a Meatball shout out. I think we we were looking for like um, an upbeat song that was really fun, that also exactly like you said, sort of encapsulates this time period of I feel like it's the late seventies, early eighties when I was a kid, when it was when there was. I mean, definitely when you look back at the Bad News Bears and some of those movies that were for kids, they're maybe inappropriate for kids now because they're smoking and drinking and mm-hmm. so things, um, <laughs> a lot of swearing. Um, but but at the time, you know, there was there there there's just a time there's just a feeling about that time period that we wanted to capture in the Camp Lisa record, which which it's funny because if somebody has not gone to camp. They might hear some of the songs and say, oh, these are for little kids. But if somebody has gone to camp, you know that when you're 15 years old, you're standing on a cafeteria table, like in the, in the area where everybody eats, mm-hmm. shouting, you know, found a peanut, the right. found a peanut song or some gross out song or some silly song or some heartfelt song that you have your arms, you know, around each other. And you're swaying back and forth and about to cry because these are the best friends you ever made. <laughs> but you know, like there's this yes. like very, there's this innocence and fun that for people who have gone to camp, you know, it can go from, you know, being a little kid all the way through to even being a grown up or a counselor. And if you haven't gone to camp, I wanted to share that with people, but there, I, I definitely wanted to try to capture as much as I could about the simplicity of singing along, you know, how fun it could be just to sing along in a simple way, of course, when you get into the studio, sometimes you start adding instruments and adding more instruments. And um, but we tried to keep some of it very, very simple. And then some of the songs that are grown up, more grown up sounding, that are more like um, not that are new songs. My friends Michelle and Dan and I were all on the on the same page about trying to come up with something that felt like those seventies, nineteen seventies radio songs that were just very emotional and like you felt so grown up when you heard them and the melodies were heart, you know, they pull on your heartstrings and we wanted to write some songs like that that represented the different elements of summer camp, like the excitement of getting to summer camp or right. that excitement, the tiredness that we have a song called wake up. That's about everybody wake up or, or the first one is called going away, which is like taking everything you have with you to camp, which is fun to sing. <laughs> and it has a super long list of things yeah, you have no, to memorize, which is fun. You've got a project called camp Lisa. Um, yes. where, which is basically a, a project to, to help get kids who might not otherwise get to go to camp, go to camp, which is just amazing. I, it was a combination of things. It was, I think having made some television shows, I had a, a show on the food network and a show on E the idea of like making a TV show is, is always exciting. And I think when we were making the camp Lisa record, I we were thinking, wow, this would make a great TV show. Wouldn't it be fun to show people what summer camp is like, right. you know, like, It'd be so much fun for kids to watch, and it'd be a great central theme that you could tie in all these different activities, cooking and singing and, and, and sports and documentary and just all kinds of things. And um, 
on value, good values and, and all the things you learn from camp, you know, learning to be part of a community and, and being an independent person and getting to see the outdoors and learning new skills and just, it'd be just a great thing. The TV show I didn't, didn't work out, but then I thought, well, if we want to show kids about summer camp, the best way to do it is actually to send them to summer camp. <laughs> so I, I decided to, to donate all the proceeds of the summer camp record and create a foundation to send kids to summer camp. And um, there's a great organization in New York called Scope. And they, they, it turned out they already were doing what I wanted to do with my summer camp foundation. So we've connected with them and all the funds that we raise for the most part go to them. And then they send kids to summer camp camps that, that a lot of them are fresh air fund camps in New York, in the New York area, but they're all like accredited and insured. And they're really great at finding the kids who would um, benefit from going to the summer camp and um, so we continue to work with them. And also, I, I have a coffee blend now with a company called Coffee Fool that's available online called Coffee Fool. And my coffee blend is called Wake Up. And all the, the proceeds from that as well go to some kids to summer camp. I, I know for me, I was a very school-oriented person, you know, making good grades and going to college and all that. But I have to say <laughs> that my summer camp experiences were probably more, they probably had a lot more to do with how I grew up and and, and and just becoming myself. And also I got to play guitar at summer camp and do creative things and fun things. And, and it just, it made such a huge impact on me. I wanted to share that. Do you have a fear that I have this fear because camp was so important to me as well. I have this fear that my kids are both going to be like, I have no desire to go to camp, mom. Back off. <laughs> are you like, <laughs> are you um, like, well, have you been I mean, as a mom, I'm up for camp already. I know. As a mom, I actually have a little bit of a fear because I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to send my kids away. You know, my, my daughter already goes to camp. They have camp at her school. Uh, um, but but it's just like going to school, but it's camp. Um, so I, I have a little bit of a fear of, as a mom, like having my kids do all those dangerous things we did at camp. <laughs> but at the same time, I think less – I'd love for my kids to go to camp, and, and I actually am friendly with the, the people who own the summer camp now that I went to in outside of Austin, Texas. This great camp called Camp Champions great camp leader. And again, like, I think it would be a wonderful experience. That being said, I just, I want my kids to have experiences like I did. They don't have to be the same ones I did, but I want them to have things that they love as much as the things that I loved growing up. Well, that's just, uh, that's the best. I know. That's I know. Beautiful. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just want to thank you for coming on the show today. And what we're going to do is we're going to link people up to Camp Lisa uh, as well as to Scope. We're going to link everybody up to the children's albums and the sing-along books. And you guys are going to be hearing a lot of the songs throughout the show today. And thank you so much for doing the show with us and joining us oh thank you and definitely link them up to the coffee because that will oh yeah the coffee absolutely not that yes <laughs> and never fear if your child i know when your children get hooked on these cds that somebody randomly gave you that you're like oh my gosh this is horrible and your kids think it's the best thing ever <laughs> just you know it's just too cute to watch them singing along and you end up listening but do your best just do your best. Well, as long as there are albums similar to yours out there, then we will be able to not run ourselves off the road. <laughs> Good luck to you, my friends. All right. Thank you so you. much. Thank you, guys. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Are you ready for the summer? so nice talking it with was Lisa really nice. Oh, yeah. You know, and the takeaway there that answered our entire discussion about what makes good or bad children's music is apparently, like all things related to children, if you just approach them with respect and honesty, mm -hmm. it's enjoyable for your child and for you. Yeah. Weird. Totally. Totally weird. Uh, but and, and I just had such a great time like, re like revisiting the camp experience, but I think Lisa Loeb and I are... Long Lost Sisters. I think so, too. I think that's what it is. I think she probably feels the exact same way. She probably feels the exact same way. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> um, if we had had, like, 40 extra minutes, I'm pretty sure I could have gotten her into singing camp songs with me. Yeah. I think we're going to have an upcoming episode I think we need to. all about camp. Yay! Where I can feel sad and neglected <laughs> because I never got to go to camp. So by, the, by the time I'm done with you, Teresa, you will feel like you have gone to camp. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, that was great. Yeah, it was fun. 
You know what is also great? What's great? We're going to go to our mom rant, which is a little different this time. Oh, okay. Everybody. Not a mom having a breakdown. <laughs> get excited. Our mom who broke down with a four-year-old. Oh. Has called us back to check in. Is she okay? Yes. Okay. Hi. <clears throat> Hi, Teresa and Biz. This is the rant mom, I guess. Um, I just want to call back in and just thank you guys so much for, like, playing the phone call and the support you gave afterwards and the advice were amazing and really did help a lot. And then after I listened to my phone call on your show, I went on your Facebook page, and there were all these moms on there who knew exactly what I was feeling and were so supportive and understanding. It made me feel like I'm not crazy for feeling frustrated and annoyed. And, you know, it comes from a place of, of course, we just want to do the best for our kids. And that's why we get so frustrated. Um, I do feel a lot better since (laughs) I called the first time. Um, I've bought some parenting books. I kind of deal with this type of child. Um, I've definitely reached out to the support that I have around me, which I am very lucky. I have a lot of people around me. Um, And also, I'm taking a break. (laughs) I have a group of girlfriends that's kind of been like pressuring me to take a little girl's vacation. And I've always thought I can't do that. I can't leave. There's so much stuff. And how could my husband possibly do it without me? And a couple days after I made that call, I just realized, you know, if someone's offering you a break, you need to take the break. So I'm taking a girls weekend. I'm really excited. (laughs) Everything will be fine. I'll get to recharge my batteries a little bit. And again, just what an amazing podcast you have an experience. All these moms and the support and being honest and feeling like you're not alone that is definitely, I think, a genius move by you guys. So thank you so much. Um, of course, keep listening to all your helpful tips and advice. <laughs> and I can't wait to hear what you guys do next. Thanks, guys. Bye. Oh, man. Sometimes it's great. nice to have a good rant. Yeah. Like, you know, and like the two, they're, they're, one, I'm so glad she called back uh, because... We, everybody really everybody did. Was, just want to know yeah. that you were, because we have, have all been there, yeah. and uh, you just want to hear, I mean, Teresa and I have the luxury of coming on here and like, ah, and then the next week we get to come back and say, we're better, yeah. you know, and so yeah. we don't always get to hear that from you guys, and so that was really nice, uh, because it was such a, a call that all of us felt, so we all felt like we were going through yeah. it with you. So And was, there were there were so many people on so Facebook m- saying, is she, mom, are you out there? Right. Are you okay? And I Twitter, hope you're okay. We we're people, thinking of yeah, you. Yeah, we had people on Twitter. And, like, what you guys don't always see are the, the great uh, emails that we get uh, in our inbox as well as on our Facebook inbox of people reaching out. So you're right. There is a huge community of moms that has come out of the show. And that could not make Teresa and I feel any better. Yeah, And awesome. it really is great. And just great. That you're going on the the mom, br- I mean that's, Dude, that's such so, a good idea, so genius, and it's such a good reminder of uh, taking care of yourself. So we should all be taking that away from this show. Mm-hmm. And that's again, mom, kid, or no kids, when you feel you've hit that point, take give yourself the break. That's important. And speaking of important, I I just want to say, you know, in all seriousness, the the Max Fun family has allowed us to do this show. That That is, this was a idea that I had a long time ago when I was feeling really alone and really frustrated and really out of touch with who I was and my friends and my community after having a kid. And when Teresa and I started talking about it and we were able to make this show happen because Max Fun is letting us do the show uh, and helping us create it, it, I, I could not be happier with what it's become. And that is why I am a donor to Max Fun to support 
my own show as well as all the other shows that are filling these needs for people. It doesn't have to be the mom need that you need filled. I mean, it could be there are a lot of other great shows on Max Fun mm-hmm. uh, that are filling these sorts of needs and helping build a community. And so the Max Fun Drive really does go to the money that you guys donate really goes to create these shows and mm-hmm. allow us to do this and give them to you for free. And I just want to say thank you very much for those who donate and for those who will donate and just for listening. Thank you for listening and helping us support each other and support other parents. It's a big deal. Yeah, completely. Thank you guys so much yeah. for listening to our show. Your comments are always so well appreciated. Yeah. Um, even if you're listening and you've ne- and you've never, you know, made contact Comment. with us, yeah. but you know, you're you're listening every week and following along. We appreciate you. Yeah. And it's a great time to just say, you know, this is the Max Fun Drive. Now is the best time all year to show your support by becoming a member of Maximum Fun. Just go to maximumfun.org mm-hmm. and click on donate. You'll see a whole list of different membership levels. Pick the one that's right for you. We have levels as low as $5 a month all the way up to $200 a month. You'll get some great perks. And, you know, like we said, we make the show for free. We want to give it away for free. We want everybody to have access to the show. Yes. If you would like to support what we do, if you listen and you enjoy this show, this is one way to do that. So just go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. And thank you so much. And remember, you all are doing a really great job. I so appreciate Teresa reminding me that our old tagline was, this is a hard job and nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Because it's true. Yeah. And so you're all, we give a shit. We do give a shit. And you're all doing a good job. Kids, no kids. Pets, no pets. I don't know. Kids music, no kids music. (laughs) You're doing a great job. Teresa, you are doing a great job. Thank you. Biz, you are doing a great job. Thank you. We'll talk to you guys next week, which is the big sex show. Maximum oh, yeah. Drive wrap-up. Yeah, week. next week's sex show. We're talking sex. We're talking sex. So you kind of don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss that one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I want to linger a little longer, a little longer here with you. It's such a perfect night. It doesn't seem quite right that this should be my last with you. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. This is good night and not goodbye. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.